right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And so if you're still experiencing you what you think is grief, I'm here to tell you it's not grief anymore. Now it's self-inflicting, self-deprecating depression. And that is, oh, here, here comes the worst part about this. That is narcissism. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here, watching, listening, wherever you're coming from. Episode 227. Thank you uh, for everyone that has taken this journey for so long with me. I believe this podcast started in 2017. So we're looking at, uh, as real time right now, we're looking at about seven years of this. So, um, man, I love you guys. And I love I love the opportunity to just real talk, uh, no no edits, no clicks, no uh, no notes, no quotes in front of me, no, no books that I'm discussing here, just answering your questions. If you have one for me, Email podcast at grangersmith.com. We'll walk through it like we're sitting around a campfire. Uh, this first question comes from Morgan. It says, hey, Granger, I love listening to the podcast. I'm 21 years old. I'm from Tennessee, and I am starting to realize a reoccurring thought of a guy that I no longer talk to. In the beginning, I was relieved that the situation was over and did not think much of it. It has been at least five months now. However, the past month or so, he has come to mind often. I realize it is something I need to take to God and ask him about. As I do, uh, I'd love to hear your take on it. Normally, if someone comes to mind, I'll pray for them and reach out to them. If I'm thinking about them, I have done both. He did not respond when I reached out. He is still a thought in the back of my mind, and I'm so confused about it. There is such great advice and, and great advice in each episode, and I hope to hear back on this topic. Thank you. All right, kicking it off with Morgan. I appreciate you. And, and look, I'm not always right on this stuff. I'm, I just like to answer like we're two friends. Maybe we're sitting sitting in the cab of a truck or sitting sitting around a campfire, and we talk through this. And so I hear these questions for the first time, and I, there's not always a right answer. 
except for you. <laughs> except for this one. Uh, Morgan, <laughs> uh, you got – look, the guy says – the guy is gone, right? And you reach out to him, and he doesn't respond. That is enough. That is an answer in itself. He might not have responded with words, but he responded clearly with no words. And it means, I don't want to talk. I, For whatever reason, I've moved on. I don't, I don't want to talk or ha- have anything to do with you. Um, you're 21. You're from Tennessee. And you say, all you say, right, is there's a guy I no longer talk to. I think that's all we know about this guy. But... Look, Morgan, this is, first of all, it's normal. Let's acknowledge this. This is a normal feeling that you're having. And the when he doesn't reply, it, it also triggers something in your mind that, that kind of thinks, oh, what? why is he not replying? Is he hurt? Is he injured? Like, did he get in a car accident and he's he ran off a cliff and no one knows where he is? And, and if, I, if I find him, then, you know, then maybe I'll be the one to be able to rescue him. No. <laughs> That's not what this is. He he doesn't want to talk to you anymore. And look, you say, I'll pray. I, I, I've been praying and I need to take this to God. Look, you're, you, you're getting a clear answer from God and everyone else that the guy's moved on. So you should too. Next question comes from Anonymous and it says, Hey Granger, I lost my 21-year-old son. On December 14th of last year, it was unexpected, and we put him to bed and he never woke up. I have two other children, a three-year-old daughter and a seven-month-old baby. My fear is that I won't ever be able to have joy with my other children ever again. All I see is him not being there. How do I balance the pain of losing my two-year-old with making new memories with my other children? Also, does this pain ever subside? Thank you. All right, Anonymous. I'm so sorry. And unfortunately, I could, I know, I know this. And I could relate. Um, the, the first thing I would say is, we got to answer kind of your question in parts here. And your first question is, how do I balance losing my two-year-old with making new memories with my other children? Well, that's the answer to that question is, first of all, you don't, you're not trying to plan next year. You're not trying to plan five years from now. You're not, you're not trying to get a 10-year plan. You're not trying to figure out when you're going to go to Disney World when they're preteens. All you have to do is work on today. And the reason I say that is because pain comes in waves and sometimes you're going to feel okay. And on those days, you have a three-year-old daughter and a seven-month-old baby. On those days, you be as present as you can with them. And when you get, you, you get down on the carpet, you know, in their room, in their bedroom, and you get lost with your three-year-old and you start having conversations with her and... Sure, you might break up and and start crying a little bit. And it's okay for her to see you crying. And you could say, I miss your little brother. And that's okay. 
And then other days you might not bring it up at all because it doesn't, it doesn't cross your mind to tell it her that. And so my point is, if you, if you work day by day, instead of week by week or year by year, you just work day by day. And sometimes j- just hour by hour, then I promise you the days will go by and you'll start collecting good days along with the bad ones. The problem is what you'll realize is that sometimes you'll be laughing with your kids and there's a thought, an evil thought that comes in your head that says, how dare you laugh with these kids when they lost a sibling and you lost a son. And I want to tell you right now, Anonymous, that 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 feeling is the enemy. It is a lie and it is here to steal your joy. And so you you reject that thought and you say, no. No, I, me having joy and laughing with my kids does not compete against the grief of losing my son. They can coexist at the same time. And listen, I, I don't have to convince you of that you could probably already think back as you listen to this podcast of many times when that's already happened. When you've you've felt joy and you laugh. Genu- I mean, two, three-year-olds are kids you want to laugh at all the time. They say funny things. They do funny things. And I'm sure you have seen your daughter say or do something funny and you've smiled. And whether or not you felt guilty about it, I want to tell you that that smile can coexist with the grief of losing your son, they could, they could both exist in your mind. There's, there's no reason why you should feel guilty about that. And then the last question is for you, does the pain ever subside? And the answer is absolutely yes. There might be people that tell you no. I've heard those people. I still hear those people. They say losing a child is a, is a loss. It's a pain that never goes away. Well, to those people, I will say there's a problem. If you truly believe, and it has been maybe decades, and I've heard this, that the pain of losing a child never subsides, then there's something else wrong. Because you're, you're now past, you're past the appropriate time to grieve, and now you're in self-deprecation mode, and you're in depression. So grief, just like, um, you know, you, you get... You get the flu, right? And you you cough and you have this, this bacterial infection in your lungs with the flu. And then that can turn into pneumonia. It, pneumonia is not the flu, but, but as the flu lingered too long, it, it manifested into pneumonia. And grief and loss can manifest into depression if it's not dealt with correctly. And so if you're still experiencing you what you think is grief i'm here to tell you it's not grief anymore now it's self-inflicting self-deprecating depression and that is oh here here comes the worst part about this that is narcissism and it's like whoa hold what'd you say did did you say that my self-deprecation and my depression from losing a, a a loved one is narcissism I'm saying it could become that, yeah. Because it could become where all you think about is yourself. Not in a good way, but in a bad way. All you think is, poor me, poor me, 
because of this, I don't have this because of that. I have missing out on this. My life is not the way it should have been because of this. And all it, what that is, is just me, 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 me. It's narcissism. That's what it becomes. So let me answer the question finally. Does the pain ever subside? Absolutely, it does. The, the memory and the, the love and the sting from the loss itself exists as you move forward with it. And it becomes less and less painful as you look back on it. That's a healthy way of, of moving forward with that loved one, right? So you don't do that by forgetting them. You don't do that by um, wishing them away or carrying with them like they're, like they're an idol in a shrine. You don't do it either of those ways. But if you could work away where you're remaining present, playing with your other kids, um, living, living moment to moment with those kids, finding joy in those moments with those kids, then you'll notice the seconds go by, the minutes go by, hours, the days, the weeks, the months, and then the years, and you collect enough years, and you look back and you go, I don't hurt as bad. I still remember, and I still feel, and I still have moments, but it's not all sad anymore. In fact, now when I look back at my son, I'm talking to you, Anonymous, you'll smile more than you cry. You could do this, and that, that's a healthy way to grieve. It is. Next question comes from Elizabeth. Hey, Granger, my name is Elizabeth. I'm 35. My husband and I recently found out that someone who we have been close friends with was a registered sex offender. Not only have we become friends with the person, but our son has also become closer friends with this person's son as well. This person has served their time, and I'm told they no longer are on the registry. However, it has changed the dynamic of our friendship. We are believers, and so this, and so is this person. We completely believe in redemption and that God can change hearts and can take people out of bondage. But are we wrong for setting boundaries for our family based on what we are comfortable with? We are praying for God's wisdom as we move forward in our friends and with in our friends with this person and the rest of the family. Thanks for your time. We love your music and your preaching. Thanks, Elizabeth. Yeah, it's a great question, Elizabeth. Thank you for asking it and bringing up, um, you know, an interesting topic. And we, we've said this before in this podcast, but there, we know that there's a difference between forgiveness and love and what, how God changes hearts. There's a difference between those things and then there's a separation in trust, right? Because we, we trust is earned and we have to be responsible with who we give it to. We can give freely our forgiveness and we can give freely our love, but, but trust we give limited amounts of as it's earned. And that, that would be my, my advice to you is when you're, if it was just you 
and you're you're hanging out with this person. That's one thing, maybe. But with your children involved, it becomes it becomes difficult. And now your obligation to protect your children and prepare them for the world is now greater than the desire to make friends and keep them. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to wrestle with that. Because the, those two priorities, being friends with someone, being loving, being a, a good neighbor, is not equal to I need to also protect my child from a registered sex offender or an unregistered sex offender, even if they seem recovered. Those, the protecting your child from possible danger um, is greater than your trust of a neighbor. Not your love, not your forgiveness, that's different but your trust of that neighbor. So you're going to have to have great discernment. And I think it's absolutely right that you're setting boundaries. I think that's part of your question. And I think you're absolutely right. And there would be no objection from the Smith family if that was the situation we saw. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Next question comes from Kurt, and it says, Dear Granger, I sent this question for, I sent in this question, good paying job versus ministry position that y'all answered in episode 222, and that got me really emotional. Um, I remember, that was with Bernie. And uh, Kurt goes on to say, I just want to say thank you for all your advice and your insights, and I apologize for getting Bernie choked up. Um, but thank you for not cutting and for that raw emotion 
and his heart, it really moved me. I truly believe that I'm, I am an ambassador for Christ in whatever area I work. So thank you for that word, Granger. Um, I walked away from the podcast feeling convicted as my prayer life has not been consistent and uh, is an area of my life that I want to grow in. So that's great. Getting a, getting a follow-up to a question that was, that was an impactful podcast, episode 222, because Bernie, who's a regular guest on here, got really emotional so much so that he couldn't speak anymore. And that's the first time I've seen it in all, of the, all these episodes, the first time I've seen a guest or me get so choked up that they could not speak anymore. So, Kurt, I'm, I'm glad you heard that, and I'm glad that you reached back out. That It means a lot to me. Uh, let's hit another question here. Question says, hey, Granger, I emailed about a month ago about me and this girl. We recently split our separate ways, but, but this, is, this has taken me. Our relationship was something else. So it's very rough to part ways with someone I have found so special. I need some tips on how to get out of this dark place. I'm trying to follow your email. This comes from Carter from the state of Wisconsin, he says. So you recent, recently split up with this girl and you said our relationship was something else. So it's very rough uh, to part ways with someone that I found so special. And I need some tips on how to get out of this dark place. Okay, first tip is, man, it feels like we haven't done this in a while. But my first tip is block her on everything. Block her on Instagram and Facebook and anything else you're following her on and on your phone. Block her on your phone. If the relationship is truly done, which it it's come on, it sounds like it is. You don't want to see her. You don't want to see her pop up on your feed, um, saying something or messaging you in a week time, knowing that it's just going to end up going back the way that it was. And to protect your heart in this kind of situation, it's necessary. It might seem rude. If you feel better about it, probably wouldn't recommend this, but if you feel better about it, message her, text her and say, just to let you know, I'm going to block you on everything and it's not personal. I just need to move on and not seeing you will help with that. And then block her before she could reply, block her. If you feel convicted enough to do it, I probably wouldn't even recommend that. I wouldn't even do it myself. I would just go ahead and block her on everything. And she'll know eventually it's not personal. But that's the first step in your healing is you don't want to see her. Um <laughs> I don't know your situation. I don't know if you see her every day. I don't know if you see, um, I, I don't know if you work with her or see her in your, your small town, but I would, I would let that time go by and just know that the time as it rolls, as it ticks on, you'll get better and you'll get better. I promise you, Carter, time will heal in this scenario. You can't always say that. You can't always just go, yeah, time heals. But in this situation, if you block her out of sight, out of mind, out of heart, time goes by and you'll get better, I promise. It was a long time ago that I started Grangersmith.com. Since that website launched into the world was in 2002, 22 years. 
First of all, can we just think for a second how crazy it is that 2002 was 22 years ago? Well, since then, that website has evolved so much. I remember when we first started selling a T-shirt. That was probably 2005. Music was probably 04. And things really didn't start picking up at all until maybe 2006. And I was still just selling it right out of my house, coming out of the cabinets in my kitchen. My mom was helping me. It's crazy to think that back then I had no vision. I hoped I had expectation, but I had no vision for what that online store would become. And it became yee.com. Now, when you're creative and you're making creative things, you don't think so much about the technology behind it. And that's where Shopify came in and really, really helped our company grow from those early days in the kitchen to now having the Yee Farm. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you at every single stage of your business. And it doesn't matter what that business is, whether you're selling scented soap or outdoor apparel like Yee Yee, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever or whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. They do all the behind-the-scenes stuff. They take it all out of your hands so you could do what you do best and be creative and come up with the product. And meanwhile, they're turning browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. You can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. At all stages of growth, from the kitchen to the Yee Yee Farm, Shopify is there for you. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, Yee Yee, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash granger, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash granger now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash granger. If you want to get a hold of me, maybe a video message, you know, you know, I could do that. People all the time are like, hey, can you send me a video message? I'm like, I got an easy thing for you to do. Go to cameo.com. That's C-A-M-E-O, cameo.com slash Granger Smith, or just search for me on that website or the app. And I'll shoot you a video message based on what you tell me to do. So it's like, hey, Granger, can you please tell my brother-in-law happy birthday? He's a fan of you and make fun of him a little bit because he's a bad fisherman. And I read that and I'm like, cool, I'll get out my phone, turn on the camera. And it's like, hey, John, uh, your brother-in-law wanted me to give you a shout. Uh, I know it's your birthday. Uh, one of these days I need to give you a fishing lesson, whatever it might be. Hey, any kind of occasion, the message could be you too, but I will send you that straight from my phone. Just go to Cameo dot com slash Granger Smith. Next question comes from Justin. It says, Hey Granger, I'm Justin M from Athens, Alabama. I like a woman that is in jail a lot due to drugs. My friends tell me to leave her alone and I want to, but my heart tells me that I need to stick around and help her because she obviously doesn't have the friends that she needs and I want to be there for her. Please give me some advice. And if I do read this, if you do read this email, I want to thank you for your time. Christ is King and Yee Yee. Please come back to Northern Alabama. All right, Justin. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much for emailing. And, you know, this answer is, 
not difficult to give, but difficult to hear. This girl is not right for you. And I'll tell you why. In a romantic relationship, you are looking for a life partner that is going to partner with you. you I mean, you said Christ is king. You're going, you want a life partner that's going to be your ministry partner in life, that's going to be your, your, um, your partner with raising kids. You want to see eye to eye on, on schools and issues that come with raising kids and jobs and finances. You need, a, you need someone you can lean on, someone you could trust, someone that in good times and tough times and joyful times, she's steady, right? As, as steady as she should be. And that's not this girl. And the problem is, and really, there's a difference between you're looking for a life partner that, that's going to, you're, you're looking for a, um, a job applicant that's going to be your assistant, your assistant manager of your household, right? And so to look for an, an assistant manager of your household, you don't go after drug addicts that go to jail. That would never happen. If you were running a company, and you're looking like, I'm looking for an assistant manager to help run this, this facility. Then someone says, hey, have you checked the jail? Have you looked at anyone that's in and out of jail doing drugs? You'd say, you'd look at them like they're crazy. But because she's probably cute and you like her because she's pretty and you get along with her, you see her as a project and you're getting rewarded when you feel like you're helping this project. So the problem is, that in a, in a friend situation, this sounds like a great opportunity to help a friend and to help revitalize them and help, help show them how to move forward in life and to, to get off these drugs and to stay out of jail. That's a, that's a good project, but not for your, your co-manager, <laughs> not for your life partner, right? So you, you got to, and because of that, and because you have an emotional attraction to her, you got to cut this off. And it's really tough because you'll, you'll immediately start thinking that if you cut her off, she's going to get worse and she's going to go off the deep end. And, and the hard reality is that's not your problem in that way because it is your problem if you're, if you're, if you're trying to help recover a friend, but, but you're also trying to Find, find the mother of your children. So you see the problem? That's why it's not your problem, because you're looking for the mother of your future children, Lord willing, and you don't want a drug addict in and out of jail. So you're getting this dopamine kick by helping her, and it feels good. And, and she's like, oh, you're, no one else cares about me, and no one else speaks to me or, or does the things that you do for me. I don't have anybody in my life like you. So thank you so much. And you think, wow, this is, I'm a hero. Like here I come, night on the white horse, saving the day. And it feels good. All of us like to puff our chest up a little bit and go, yeah, this is good. I feel really great about this. But not for the future mother of your children. You got to break this off, Justin. You have to break this off. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Next question, subject line is patience. It says, hey, Granger, I, my name is Jackie, and I am having a really difficult time lately, and I have no one to turn to. I'm 35 years old. I have three kids that live at home, which I homeschool. I'm married to a long-haul truck driver who is home on the average of three to four days a month. I have minimal friends, all that live in either other states, as we've all moved a bunch, and I do not have many close relationships with any of my family members. To say that I'm overwhelmed, lonely, and incredibly burnt out is an understatement of the century. The last couple of years, I have found peace, joy, and religion through gardening and reconnecting with the earth. As for the last year, I've had this overwhelming feeling of wanting to go home and this feeling of just knowing that we are supposed to buy land and start our own farm, finally get my husband off the road and then back with our family, but my husband feels the same way. However, it's been one thing after another preventing us from getting started on that path. It just feels like every path to our future is blocked, and I'm not sure what to do. What I'm really struggling with is this calling to go home and knowing that that call is coming from my God, but not understanding the path to get there. How could you know wholeheartedly what your God wants from you, but have the patience to wait for the right path to show itself, especially when you are incredibly miserable in the life you're currently living? Thank you for any thoughts you have, and I appreciate you. Jacqueline. 
She calls herself Jackie. Okay, great email and a lot to unpack here. You know, let's dive into this. It's multi-layered. And let me find a start starting spot here. Um, I want to point out that every time she said God, it's a God or my God, and it's lowercase g. And it implies, Jackie, you're implying that you have a God and I have a God. Okay, so we'll start kind of there. And my question would be this. Do you think there are multiple gods? And do those multiple gods, kind of going back to the last email, do they kind of co-manage the earth? And they, like, one god has a certain amount of people, and the the other god has got another amount of people, and your god apparently speaks uh, through gardening. That's your religion, you say, Mother Earth. Um, Okay, so I I reject all that, and maybe that's not what you think, but I reject all that, all that thought. If there is a God, there is only one. And if there is only one God, then he is. (laughs) Let me stop there. He is everything. There's no other way around it. If there were, you know, hypothetically, if if there were a God in this email scenario, that wasn't all-powerful or all-knowing or all-planning or all-sovereign or all-providential, if there wasn't, if he wasn't any of those things or all-good, then he wouldn't be God. You know, he would be maybe like a Marvel Marvel character or something. I don't know, but he wouldn't be God. And he, and he, if he wasn't all that, then he would have a creator himself or he would have a father himself, right? This is a weird rabbit hole for some reason I got into. But I'm trying to walk down a path because I believe this is a strange email because of the lowercase g and this idea, okay? Um, Where else was I going to go? Let me correct my my brain here. Um, Oh, I know know where I was going to go. The idea that you're, that there is home that you're being called to and you're not there now, but it's out there. And then you go, the last sentence says, especially when you're living an incredibly miserable life. So in other words, Jackie, you are painting a picture of this calling that Mother Earth God is calling you to. And you feel a sense of home. And you're living a miserable life now. Well, that's interesting because if you walk down that path a little bit, C.S. Lewis had this idea that if we, if we have a sense that there is something greater than any desire we could possibly achieve here on this earth, then we must not be from this earth. And all of us can testify. No, no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, your conscience betrays you because you have felt at some point a feeling that there has to be something better than this. Especially if you look at like celebrities and people that have achieved a lot or that have a lot of money or have seen the world and still seem unhappy and uncontent and like they can't quite get what they want. It's like that U2 song, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. That testifies 
that maybe there is something else out there. Maybe we don't belong to this life, right? Like maybe there is something bigger and something greater to look forward to. A Christian would say it's a longing for heaven. And Christians know that we, it's healthy to cultivate a longing for heaven. Because we could satisfy that desire that you, you have right now, and we can go, I'm struggling right now, uh, but, but I know I'm not home, and I know that I have a, a cultivated longing for heaven, and because of that, there is a contentment that comes with this life now. Like, I, I have a sense of contentment here, and I know that I have a purpose here. And, and I don't have to think that maybe Mother Earth God is calling me to garden in another place with my husband with land and acreage, and that's going to make everything better. Like if I just go to this land and garden with my kids and my husband gets, finally gets off the road, then I'll be happy. Then this miserable life will be worth living. You know, Jackie, you know that is not true. You, you, we have all the data... We have all the data points and the evidence that testifies against that idea that the grass is not greener. It doesn't take much to know, to talk to people, to see on TV, to watch, to read history. The grass always seems greener, and it is not true. So what you're left with is, if you know the grass is not greener, you know that this life doesn't exist, that, you, that, that hypothetically you go and you just live this life, and it's all better because you know, you're listening to Mother Earth, God. If you know that that's not true, you're left with a really big problem. You're left with the incredibly, your words, the incredibly miserable life that you're currently living. What do you do about that? I'm not going to go too much in depth because I do a lot on this podcast. And I always like to go a little bit different direction sometimes, especially for the people that listen all the time. But I'll go, this email, I'll go this way. This God you're, you're referring to. And we, we already kind of had this discussion about if there is one God or multiple gods. It can't, there can't be multiple gods. It can't. It cannot happen. Um, because one would have to exist before another. If there was thousands of gods, there would have to be one that birthed the other gods. They're, they couldn't all have come into existence at the same time. In fact, if, if any of them came into existence, then they also wouldn't be God. The only being that would qualify to be God is a being that didn't come into existence. It always was, and always is, and always will be God. Nothing else makes sense. And the, the idea that there is no God also doesn't make any sense because something can't come from nothing. And so if anything, if something exists, anything exists, it had to have come from something because everything comes from something. And so if there is anything, it had to have come from something and that something has to be God. And if, if it came from God, then God has to be the only thing that has always pre-existed. Like this is not, this is not deep theology. This is not deep, deep systematic religion. Whatever this is, just just thinking. We're just thinking around a campfire, right? It's a good, it's a good discussion in the cab of a truck. And so, here's here's my point, Jackie. If if there is one God, which we I, I think I just made an argument for, 
don't you think that God would have made a way to communicate with its creation? Or do you think God made its creation and let it spin out of control and wonder if there's a map in the stars or something in the dirt of the earth that leads like national treasure, this strange cryptic roadmap to happiness instead of living a miserable life. If you dig deep enough in this garden, you'll find the secret hidden riddle that leads you, if you follow closely, to a secret life that's waiting for you with some acreage and a husband that's not on the road. And this cryptic God leaves these breadcrumbs. Does that sound right to you? Once again, talking about all-knowing, all-powerful, all-sovereign, pre-existed before everything. Don't you think that being, that God, through his creation, would make a way to communicate with them? That's what I want you to chew on and then come back next week. (laughs) Chew on that. Think about it, Jackie, and let's talk. Next question says, Hey, Granger, I'm seeking your advice on how to leave someone you love. I'm 24, and I've been in an on-and-off relationship with my boyfriend for 10 years. We grew up together, and he is my first everything. As a young couple, we picked up toxic behavior that we've been fighting to break free of. The last five years, uh, we have been really worried or excuse me, we've been really working hard on us and overcoming many obstacles. However, I can no longer deny the fact that he isn't my forever. He isn't a bad man. He is my best friend. He is very kind, giving, and I know will be an amazing husband slash father someday. We're in the middle of building our first house together. However, our religious beliefs Standards and worth ethics do not line up, and we still fall into old toxic habits more than I'd like. I now have a wondering eye for something better, and I know that that's not fair to either of us. I had a wife, um, I had a wife mentality of not leaving him, although we are not legally married. What does it mean to feel like it's still a sin? to leave even though you're not married. I don't want to hurt him. I love him. So how do I leave? I appreciate your your time and feedback and for all that you do. You've encouraged me and strengthened my relationship with God. Um, That is a gift I could never repay you for. I'd like to remain anonymous. Okay. Recapping from a brain here. Anonymous. 24 years old in a 10-year relationship with your boyfriend. You guys are your first everything. We all we all understand what you mean by that. And I'm trying to find, are you living? Oh, you're building, hang on a second. Um, last five years, on and off, I get it. You, you don't like him anymore. You love him, but you don't like him, right? It's that, that old saying. Uh, he isn't bad. I get it. I get it. He's going to be amazing for someone. I get it. Um, you're in the middle of building a house. Why Why are you building a house together? I don't understand that. 
you're different. You got different religions, different standards, different worth ec- worth ec- ethics. Why can't I say that? Any anytime it comes up, um, old habits, toxic. You have a wandering eye. Um, you have a not leaving mentality. You're not legally married, and then you you come back to saying you're getting stronger with God, and you don't want this to be a sin to leave. Okay, th- this is weird, and I got to be honest with you, anonymous. Um, your sentence says, "What does it mean to feel like it's sin to leave, even though you're not married?" It it's not sin to leave. It's sin to stay in this situation. Mm, think about that for a second. It's not sin to leave. It's sin to stay. I don't want to hurt him. Irrelevant. You say, I don't want to hurt him. That's irrelevant. Because guess what you're doing? Hurting him by staying. See, that's the problem. It's not that you don't want to hurt him. That's not the That's not the issue. Because if you loved him, you would tell him the truth and you would break this off as quickly as possible, pulling a Band-Aid off. But that's not the case. It's not that you don't want to hurt him. It's that you don't want to see him hurt by you and feel bad and guilty about it. This is really about you. Sorry, but it is. This is about you. This is about you wanting to hang on, check out just in case maybe you're maybe you're wrong like maybe he's going to get better maybe things will start lining up a little bit better he was your first everything so that's kind of convenient to keep the first one around you know that way you don't have to have to explain that to other people other relationships but the truth is it's not about hurting him this is about you because you're absolutely hurting him right now. You're hurting him by emailing me saying, I'm in a toxic relationship. We're building a house together and I want to leave. And you're hurting him by not telling him this. So your question is, how do I leave? Well, it depends on how brave you are. Because if you're brave, you will set up a meeting and you will you'll say, look, and you'll look him right in the eye and you'll sit across from each other in two chairs and you'll put your hands on his knees and you'll say, I love you. You know that. But I can no longer do this relationship. I'm going to be moving on and there's no chance of us getting back together. It's nothing you did. It's just I have fallen out of believing that this is going to work. There's too many factors Religion, standards, worth ethic. I still can't say that word, y'all. They don't line up. And I know we're building a house, so that makes things complicated. I want to do X, Y, Z to pull myself out of this contract, or if your name's on it, and I need to move on. Look, my heart is I don't want to hurt you. And I realize that dragging it out is hurting you. The longer I go, hurts you worse. So please hear my heart. I'm telling you in this very specific, blunt, truthful way so that you have a fair chance at moving on, finding someone, and becoming a great husband and a great father, which I know you will. Okay? And then you say, I love you, and this is goodbye. And at that point, love means just love because they're an image bearer of God and they're a friend. But it's not romantic love. Okay? That's what you do if you're brave. If you're not, if you're not so brave, 
you send a text message in a phone call, FaceTime. If you're less brave than, brave than that, you leave a letter and you leave like an old country music song. And if you're less brave than that, you disappear, which you can't do anymore because of social media. So um, you owe, after 10 years, you owe him a face-to-face conversation and you owe him this as soon as possible. And I appreciate all of y'all. Thank you so much for emailing. If you have a question for me, email podcast at grangersmith.com and we'll see you next Monday. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel, hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. Yee-yee. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.